Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours, well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 209. This is Colin. I'm Zonner. And I'm Zook. And we're all pointing at our cameras like anyone's going to understand what that means. But we understand what it means and we can see. Therefore, it's useful. Schmitty is not with us. Uh, he is perhaps dying of plague. We actually don't know. He took some medicine and it made things worse. Take that for what you will. Poor guy. Never saw it coming. Yeah, that's that sucks. That sucks. You know, you take meds and then you think you'll feel better. And then all of a sudden you have hair growing all over your body where there wasn't hair before. And it becomes a Wookiee. Yeah. You know, it's funny you should mention that. My uh, my stepson had his maturation program today in school, and he came back with some really interesting questions about where hair grows. Did they show the fluffy bunny um, short from The Simpsons, that film strip? No. <laughs> She's faking it. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to bring up some random like puberty video from back back in the old days when I was a kid. Yeah, those were the best. You know, they put the film strip in, and then... You have the tape recorder playing, and when it dings, then you have the kid in the back who has to turn the knob, <laughs> which sounded really dirty considering the subject. That's how I watched Roots. Do you have any idea how weird it is watching the story of Kunta Kente and hearing it beep every few moments? See, I just watched it on TV like normal people. Oh, well, yeah. Back when O.J. Simpson wasn't killing people. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a random mood. That tonight. escalated really quickly. This is going to be a great time. <laughs> hey, you know who we're brought to? And who this wonderful time is brought to you by our friends over at 4814. 4814 is the best WordPress web hosting out there. Truly, they are. We can say this because we're still on the air, despite all we've done to our server to try and muck it up. They keep us on the air. And frankly, no other host has been able to keep up with us. They have proven themselves. They are battle-tested. Check them out. See what they can do for you. We're also brought to you by our friends over at OpenBook Audio. Uh, the best audiobooks in the planet. They're battle-tested. I don't know. We're just going off now. But they, if you're looking for audiobooks, they do offer some of the best ones out there. If you're an audiobook person, like Schmitty is right now on his plague bed, and Zoner is as he tries not to fall asleep driving his car. Yeah, I love audiobooks. They're great because I can't read, apparently. <laughs> I, 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 I look at the pictures in comic books, and I listen to audiobooks. The hooked on See, phonics just never worked for you? They didn't. He couldn't understand the tape. <laughs> If, <laughs> see, I have a. I can't listen to audiobooks when I drive. Um, I, I it's probably not psychological. It's probably just something I do. But when people just talk at me for a while, I start to fall asleep. Which is meetings are horrible. You know that's funny though because you like sit here and you talk and you expect people to stay awake. Well, that's the problem. See, I'm I stay awake just fine when I'm allowed to talk. But when someone's just talking at me incessantly, I fall asleep. Audiobooks do that to me. Not a good idea when I'm driving home. That, but hey. That's true. If you don't fall asleep at the wheel to audiobooks, you should definitely check out Open Book Audio. Also, our many radio friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, Radio KSCR, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom, you know the drill. Send a friend. Let them know. Yeah, send a friend. That's what we need to do. We need to have like a bring a friend month for podcasts. All, all of the podcasts that you listen to, bring a friend. Even if it's not just ours, because we assume that you listen to more podcasts. But hey, bring a friend. 
to what? Listen to their iPod yes, together? Yes, you, you guys can share that, that earbuds. That seems a little ninth grade, right? One, one person can have the left earbud and one can have the right. And then when it's in stereo or when it's like multi-track, so it's like only coming in one ear, then you'll only hear half the conversation. We should tell jokes like that. It'd be hilarious. It would be. We haven't even started a headline yet. We're five minutes in. But you, hey. but you know what? It's been fun. Amazon has a really weird <laughs> app coming out. It's just, just no acknowledgement. Yeah, Zook just like stares blankly. Really? It just, it's not fun for me anymore, guys. It's like, Stop. just shut up, Zoner. <laughs> just shut up, dude. You're an idiot. Shut up. Okay, Amaz- hey, so- Amazon has a weird app. Yes, it's a, it is a weird app, and we should point out that all Amazon apps for Android have been weird. They just work differently. And a lot of people, which I find kind of funny, still don't use Amazon apps for their Android devices. I can't install Amazon apps on one of my devices. Every time I try, it says, this app was not installed. Drives me nuts. Well, if you can do their new one called Amazon Unlocked... It basically gives you paid apps for free. Now, I'm not entirely sure I understand how this works because isn't Amazon always giving away like their their bundles? Yeah, they have like daily specials all the time. Yeah, they do a free app of the day, but then like it seems like every couple of weeks they'll put up a hundred and seven dollars worth of free apps, and of course it's like a bunch of ninety nine cent apps. That are useless for free, and then there's like one sixty dollar app that's like some medical textbook or something that nobody will ever use. So I'm not entirely sure how this is different of it. Um, it, it basically goes on, and this is an article from TechCrunch explaining it's basically Amazon Prime for apps. Which, okay, that's kind of cool. So the question, the thing that I don't understand do you do you pay for the app? Or do you pay for like the, a subscription to the app like you would Amazon Prime, and then you get the apps for free? Is I'm I'm kind of guessing how that works, and if that's the case, what does that do to developers? Well, and also they're going to have to price it as such so that it's actually valuable. Because if you charge fifty bucks a month or fifty bucks a year or whatever for this app service. Are you going to download that many paid apps? I mean, maybe, but I probably won't, especially not through Amazon, because they've got weird issues with stuff not getting updated timely, and yeah, I'd, I'd much rather drop 50 bucks and buy it straight from Google Play Store. Yeah. Well, and from what I understand, what reading this article, it seems like this Unlocked program is really more for developers. That Like, they nominate their app for the unlocked program. So I don't know if this is just a way for them to put out a promotional thing or we really need Schmitty. You know? Yeah, it's just, it's, it's very interesting because I can I can see it being beneficial to a developer for a short amount of time. Maybe for you know, maybe it being available for five days just so people can see the app and then rave about it and then eventually go and have others purchase the app. It's the only reason why I would see a developer wanting to push it over there, though. That's true. And, I mean, how is this different from just simply them changing the price on the fly as developers do? Yeah. You know, they'll say, hey, it's free for the next two weeks, and they drop, manually drop the price. So, 
you know, Schmitty, you and your explosive diarrhea, you should have been here for this. This was your headline. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was awesome. That was awesome. He's going to kill you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm going to pay for that one. I'm fairly certain. (laughs) Hey, so um, Android is getting a new feature here. And at first glance, I saw this. I'm like, oh, I love that. That's awesome. And then I thought, maybe not. Um, They're working on a new smart lock mode called on-body detection. It's out. I've got it. Oh, you do have it already? I do have it, yes. I'll have to see if I have it now. Um, What it does is if you have a... A, a smart lock enabled and if you're not aware of it uh, android lollipop allows you to do a smart lock so if you uh pair it with a bluetooth device it knows oh hey as long as i'm paired with that device i don't need to lock well this way if you do if you enable the smart lock for on body detection it will say oh i can tell that i'm on their person i'm on their body i don't need to lock yeah i I wonder, I mean, this is kind of cool. Like I said, at first glance, I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, totally understand that. Because how many times when I'm looking at my screen and I'm not interacting with it, maybe I'm reading an article, maybe I'm, uh, who knows, and suddenly my phone locks on me. Well, that's annoying. It should know. I'm looking right at it. But they've tried these things before with like face detection and all other sorts of, there's been attempts at this before. Zoner. You've used it. Have you used it? You have it, but have you used it? I haven't used face detection. I have uh, the uh, trusted places. I have trusted devices turned on, which is like if it's connected to a Bluetooth headset, then it won't lock. That works really well. Uh, I've got the trusted places turned on, which as of late has been absolutely atrocious. It never seems to work, uh, but I understand that it doesn't work for anybody. So, you know. Good on you, Google. Nice update there. Uh, but the on-body detection seems to work okay. Um, like, I was just playing with it a second ago, locked my phone, went to, uh, or I turned off the screen, opened it back, or turned it back on, and it was unlocked because it was still in my hand. I do see this as being a big security concern. Yeah, who's to say that it's not you holding the device? Exactly. Exactly. You know, Although like, this is Google, they know everything, so I'm sure they like have some way, some algorithm. Yeah, and and like there's, for instance, I had I had my device unlocked for just a little bit. Um, it was sitting off to the side to where I couldn't see it, but someone else decided, oh hey, I'm gonna pick it up while he's not looking. Start texting people and say, oh hey guys, I just came out of the closet. Yeah. I don't. I don't think my mom was happy about that text. <laughs> <laughs> She's oh. like, uh, no, no, no. But, <laughs> Not true. That that's that's funny that you say that because I'm here looking at the head at the the title of this article. It starts off trusted butts. <laughs> yeah, I went there. So yeah, now you've got trusted devices, trusted places, trusted faces, and trusted butts for the smart lock. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a cool feature. I like it. I have concerns about the security of it, but I hate entering in my pattern every single time I need to unlock my phone. And since trusted location keeps failing me, uh, I've got it enabled for now. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, this is probably going to be something that needs to be fine tuned, need to be tweaked, need to be brought out in multiple iterations, and then will probably not be used by most of the general public. See, I don't just saying. I don't know because 
I, I think you're probably right, but I think it's because most of the general public won't be aware of the change. They won't be aware of the feature because a lot of these features that Google has incorporated into, well, into Android since the beginning, a lot of people don't find out about them until they've been out for quite some time because they just don't use their phones the way that we do. I know. Weirdos. I know. Why do you even have them? We're freaks. Hey, speaking of phone news, here's a weird one. And it's our old friend BlackBerry. They pulled a profit this last quarter. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut. (laughs) I can't tell if that joke's going back to the maturation program or not. If you want it to, I I can go full circle. Anywho, so um, in quarter four, their profit, they actually got profits. I'm trying to find the actual number here. Uh, $28 million profit, which, hey, good news. Any profit's good, right? At least they're not operating at a $500 million loss like they have been. Oh, wait, their overall earnings, their overall revenue was only $660 million, which is down from the $976 million a year ago. So their overall revenue is down by like a third, but they still managed to pull a profit, which can only mean one thing. They've cut their overhead down so far that even when they fail miserably, they still make a profit, which sounds like something I should mock mercilessly, but hey, you know, in business, if that's what it takes, that that's a winning strategy, you know? They just keep evading the Grim Reaper so well. I mean, the Grim Reaper's there knocking on the door, and they go out the back window and run through the field, you know? They're just... I can't believe that they have not died yet. It's like Bill well, and, and Ted's bogus journey when they're playing games with death. That's Blackberry. The Wet Willy, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Blackberry right now. They're they're Bill and Ted. Blackberry's bogus adventure. <laughs> On that article, I'm looking at all these pictures of all the different uh, different models they've had in the past, and, and you kind of just have to laugh at some of the weird, innovative designs that they tried to create. Oh man, were we ever that primitive? <laughs> That's what it feels like. Look at that. That's like something that you'd give your kid to play with. Pretty much. Oh, Schmitty had that one. <laughs> oh, my wife had that one. Yeah, no one bought that one. <laughs> Which one? The one with the square screen? Because, you know, <laughs> square screens always work out well. I, I was uh, going to... I, no, I meant the bedazzled one. Oh. The red one with the diamonds all over it. Oh, jeez. It must be a Porsche design. <laughs> I, I like that that purple flip one. Yeah, let's incorporate BlackBerry into a flip phone as well. Mm-hmm. And they're all well, sprint okay, branded. So, now, where do we see them going with this? Can is this something that they can sustain? Because when you, oh, that's a tough I, we're question. not the financial people. You know, we we need rough here for this. But if we're looking at this logarithmically, by dropping a third of their overall revenue, they could still pull twenty eight million in profit. Okay, that's okay. That's good. But what if they don't? Pull another six hundred and sixty million next year. You know what if they continue to drop by thirds? What happens when it's time for annual raises to come around? 
Oh, they don't get annual races. races. They're Canadian. They don't have rights like that. But, I mean, just the slightest, my, my point is the slightest thing. I mean, yeah, they've, they've turned a profit, but it's not a big profit. And their revenue, like you said, is down by a third. I mean, yeah, $28 million. People are thinking, oh, what do you mean that's not a big profit? But really, when you look at, I mean, they're down from almost a billion dollars mm-hmm. a year ago. $28 million is nothing compared to a billion dollars. And if if they have something come up, you know, I don't know, prices of, of real estate go up, utilities go up. I mean, any... Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. There's not a lot of margin there. Yeah, it's going to add up, and it's going to eat that profit away. And if they continue to lose a third, they're looking at another year or two tops. The worst part of this is, and well, only this could be worse. This could only be worse if someone in the company, someone who has enough, you know, oomph to actually make a decision or put something in play, takes this as a sign saying, "Hey, see, we're on the rebound. Time to innovate," and releases a new phone. You know, whereas they sh- should say, "Okay, well, well, that's they now." They did just innovate. They created the BlackBerry Classic without a camera. <laughs> Come on, you guys! It's it's new tech. You know, I, but you know what I'm saying. I think that's you know awesome, <laughs> though, Zook, that you say you say this is really cool for a phone company until they come out with another phone. I think that's well. They're awesome. not a phone company anymore. No, they just need to catch on to that fact. Yeah, but they haven't yet. Hence yeah. the BlackBerry Classic with no camera. <laughs> Next, the BlackBerry Classic with no screen. Soon, the BlackBerry Classic with no phone. <laughs> Use it to charge your other devices. It's called a battery pack. <laughs> it is the most secure battery pack ever for the Enterprise. We pe- went back. We decided to look at what BlackBerry users really loved about our phones and discovered it was the battery. So we present to you the BlackBerry battery. <laughs> <laughs> now available at Walmart, Walgreens, and other fine retailers. Or on AskCNTV.com. <laughs> Okay. Hey, speaking of future tech instead of uh, BlackBerry tech. Oh, I went there. That was like a dragon burn. Kind of like what Colin had last week. Hey, you leave my dragon burns alone. Ew. Me and that dragon, Uh, we became best friends. Just so you know. I hear you like dragons. I'll be dragging my... No, no. (laughs) We went on a hot date tonight. Okay, Google Fiber. Speaking of dragging things, they're going to be dragging fiber all through Utah. Well, Salt Lake City. All the parts that matter, yeah. Hey. Salt Lake City was announced. Oh, yeah, you don't live in Salt Lake. <sighs> Neither do you. Mm, I don't need to. I already have awesome internet. So, do I. so, yeah, Google announced that Salt Lake City will be on their next round of Google Fiber upgrades. And a lot of people are like, why? Why? Why on earth would you go to Utah again? Now, for people who don't live in the area but may have remembered that Provo, Utah already has Google Fiber... Salt Lake City is about an hour's drive north. Not even that, really. Maybe 40 minutes. Yeah. And they're pretty close. What would you say? 30 miles? Yeah, about that. About that, yeah. Um, So it's kind of odd to have two Google Fiber Cities so close to one another. And people in the rest of the country don't really understand why Google is ignoring their, for some reason, totally you know worthy city. And giving it to us Utahns. Well, here's the thing that most people who don't live in Utah wouldn't know. Provo already had a pre-existing fiber network that no one was using. 
it was originally part of the iProvo fiber network uh, when the city tried to do it. The city realized they couldn't manage it correctly. It was bought up by a company called Veracity Networks. I've worked with them. Great company. And they've been managing it as best they can. Google came in, and they didn't have to lay any new fiber, and there wasn't an existing stranglehold on fiber internet in the area. They basically just came in and took over the pre-existing network. Salt Lake City also has a fiber network laid by X-Mission and the Utopia Project. And currently, no other ISP is using some kind of stranglehold on it. So I've got a wild idea for all you cities who are wondering why Google Fiber won't come to you. How about you already have most of a fiber infrastructure in place and don't let Comcast or Time Warner tell you how to use it? Which, I don't know, sounds kind of similar to exactly what Google told you last month. Yep. I actually find it funny because Portland was actually supposed to be going in and implementing its its Google Fiber this year, but then it got pushed back, and now Salt Lake's on the map. Take that, Portland. (laughs) We drink your Google Fiber. We drink it all up. Yeah. Drinking that Kool-Aid. Well, and I think also the fact that Salt Lake City and Provo are fairly tech-centric cities. we got a lot of high-tech industry here. Most people don't realize that either. No, yeah, Salt Lake City is actually right on the internet backbone. In fact, the U of U houses a large chunk of the internet's main nodes. If it were to go down, I'm not saying the internet would go down, but the internet would actually reel for a little while while it tried to route traffic around the giant black hole. That would have emerged. It's We're pretty... We're kind of the Silicon Valley of the Intermountain West, uh, and most people do not see us that way. I think, really, we're becoming more of a Silicon Valley than Silicon Valley. Yeah, ironically, you know who path. has really horrible internet service? <laughs> Silicon Valley. They have some <laughs> of the worst. Go fig. I guess everyone gets such great internet at work down there that they don't want to have to bring it home, but that just seems odd. So, yay us. Sorry if you're not us. Now, uh, the pricing, of course, is the same as uh, with other Google Fiber cities. If you want the high-speed Google Fiber, it's 70 bucks a month, 120 if you tack TV onto that. If you don't want the higher-end one, they'll offer it to you for free uh, for the price of the build-out, which could be anywhere between 30 and $300. The free Internet is, of course, much slower, but hey, free Internet. That's not bad, right? No, free Internet's always good. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, into Tinder. Colin, what do you know about Tinder? I know that they are stupid now because they started insisting to put on rates. Wait, what? Guns. They started charging for it. How does that work? Um, Basically, you only only get a a certain amount of swipes. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I, I went into it today for the first time in, like, forever. And all of a sudden, I'm just like, what? Pay for? And so I, like, swipe through maybe, like, 20 people... Chose maybe like five out of those people, and then, oh, you need to pay for for unlimited. How would that parts? be for a, like, a, no. for a first conversation? How would that be? So, what made you stop on my profile? Well, you know, it was either that or fork up the money to do some more that day. So I figured, why not? <laughs> just just figured I'd, I'd take my chances. I, I selected What's, you by default. Yes. I didn't really. I just closed the app and it misregistered. Um, so, um, hacks have been coming out on Tinder now for a little while, and this one hilariously mismatched the profiles. It, it just came out. 
that it had been matching straight men together without letting either of them know. <laughs> this and is the awesome. conversations that came from it were kind of funny with two men flirting with each other and not knowing. But this, in a nutshell, to me, is everything that's wrong with the idea of trying to find a hookup on a platform such as this. Yeah, I, I've never looked at Tinder because I'm married. I have no need to. But so I don't really know how, exactly how it works other than I assume you see a picture. And if you like the picture, you go in more, uh, go in for go in deeper. Yeah. Um, oh, that was wrong. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, Joe, are you listening oh. to this episode? What'd you think of that? <laughs> so, any, but anyways, yeah, these they get these. They get these straight guys texting each other, and it's awesome because they're saying things to one another and confusing the crap out of each other, which is absolutely hilarious. One of them is, you think I'm a chick, and I see baseball bats. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know quite what that was supposed to mean. I, I hope he means actual baseball bats. I don't know. I think he's wanting to hit a home run. Um, what's really funny is the fact that I would love to set this up. Again, we need Schmitty here. I want to set up like a chat bot right into this. I want to be able to hook it right into Tinder and see if that could like pass the Turing test. Just saying. Hey, if if the account gets, you know, some some good hits on it, we'll just set some dates up with me for me. It'll be great, guys. Yeah, I mean, th- this is my favorite one here. Uh, back to the gender thing. Let's be straightforward before we continue. What do you have between your legs and what are you looking for? Well, the response, can't tell if you're trolling or serious. <laughs> no, I'm really serious. I'm absolutely confused at what gender you are and what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, whoever did this hack, well done. Well done, sir. That's awesome. Well, you know, I figured it was either this or pay money to swipe over to an actual female. So what do you say we go out? (laughs) Oh, gosh. I'd be a crazy overprotective father. Huh? What do you mean being a father? (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) At least I'm the man in this relationship. At least these guys are, are quick enough on the uptake to go, wait a minute, that probably wasn't just a pronoun screw up. There's something up here. <laughs> Here's a guy. He says he's a man. Another guy says, uh, you mean a woman? <laughs> no, I'm a man. And then it goes down a little bit. Maybe it's a language misunderstanding. <laughs> Okay, I take that back. Maybe they weren't smart enough. <laughs> I don't know why, but right then, the scene from Robin Hood with the men in tights uh, doing the can-can just came to my mind. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I'm really glad that I'm not single, because if I had to go back out into the dating world, I would fail miserably. Oh, it sucks. Believe me. Not fun to go back in for the second time. Okay. Uh, context, please. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll take out of context, please, for a 3,000. Go back into the dating world. Come on now. Just dive in. You know, okay, so back in the day, I used to listen to Love Lines all the time. And they had a guy called Engineer Mike, the one nut wonder, which I'm fairly certain we just lost our uh, 
our family-friendly rating for that. And he would take different sound clips of Dr. Drew Pinsky out of context and put them together into like their own little song. So he had the Dr. Drew shuffle and the Dr. Drew rap, which were some of his most infamous little one-liners that, when taken with no context, made absolutely no sense. And I think we need to do that for, for Colin. <laughs> I agree. Why not? Let's have some fun with it. Let's do it. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, okay. So, and what I think is our last Google headline of the night, I believe so anyway, um, Chrome for Windows has been having a stuttering problem when you scroll. If you haven't noticed it, probably just because you're not paying attention to it. Most people don't, let's be honest. But if you do pay attention to it, it's been maddening. It's been all over the Chrome forums. Google can't seem to get it right. Well, you know who has gotten it right? Internet Explorer. Do you know who's going to come to the rescue and help Google out with this? Microsoft. So, all you people who go on hating Internet Explorer and how much better Chrome is, just know that Chrome's about to get a lot better using technology licensed to it from Internet Explorer. You mean it's about to get a lot more pop-ups and adware? Are you kidding? I get so many pop-ups on my Chrome. It also eats up like 90% of my memory. Add Blocker Plus, yo. Yeah, I have that for my Internet Explorer. <laughs> Internet Explorer. It just makes yeah. me want to shoot myself just hearing it. <laughs> Look, Chrome on my computer is like Honey Boo Boo at a Sizzler, okay? She can't get enough of the memory. You know, it's it's sad, but I don't... I can't argue that. And the only reason that I keep it, using Chrome is because I like the multiple profiles. Yeah, yeah. I, I will exactly. totally agree with you. I have to keep using Chrome because of certain extensions I rely on uh-huh. and the multiple profiles. That, that is the one reason why I keep using Chrome. But there are numerous times where I just think... Should I try Firefox again? Maybe we'll give Opera another go. I never think I should switch over to IE because I'm better than when that. When Spartan but. comes out, Spartan is supposed to be able to take multiple profiles, uh, browser syncing, and extensions. When it comes out, Chrome is going. It's gone because I'm so sick of it on my computer. You know, and I know. It, I you, you know, just, Schmitty's not you just here want to, to hear Cortana. Let's let's be real. Let's here. be honest. I do love Cortana, <laughs> but Schmitty will tell you as well. You know, I was one of Chrome's big fans. I I really was because for a long time Chrome was awesome. Yep. And too many in many many ways, Chrome is still awesome. I'm not saying it's a crap browser now. Okay, it's not the BlackBerry of browsers, but it has gotten really big it's gotten really bloated and it's time for an overhaul because every iteration they come out with it handles a faster and faster internet but it makes my computer slower and slower yep true true so uh, that's all i'm saying it's still a great browser it's just getting slow and unfortunately speed was its main its main selling point i thought yeah uh, well Um, and the fact that it eats up so many resources is just ridiculous you know if you've got a four gig uh, a computer with four gigs of ram good luck running chrome you're gonna have oh, yeah. you're gonna have issues. You'll at yeah. least have a gig taken up. At yeah, I, at work we have to upgrade everyone to eight. Vista. Huh. Well, guess what? Chrome now makes everyone's computers a Chromebook because that's all you can run. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. Eight core SLI computer with sixteen gigs of RAM. Congratulations, you were just running Chrome. You got a two thousand dollar Chromebook. There actually is one of those now. Anyway, um, into really weird news that you wouldn't think would ever come up, but it's come up. PayPal, the online payment processing company, which it, honestly, if I have to explain who they are to you, what are you doing listening to the show? Um, they've done something kind of illegal 
And I wouldn't even think that this would be an issue, but evidently they have ignored U.S. sanctions on foreign people and foreign countries like multiple times. There's a blacklist, not the one with James Spader, of people and entities that they are not allowed to transfer money for. And they've just ignored it. In fact, many times, according to their logs, people have gone in and manually overridden the blacklist and pushed money on. Yeah, that doesn't bode well. Watch, this is going to be like a terrorist organization. Well, you know, the guy seemed all right. He said it was Western Western Union for his family who was taken overseas. Yeah, probably. How many Nigerian princes are they working with? Yeah. I mean, but, you know, it's interesting because the company that I work for, we do a lot of international business. We do shipping international and all sorts of stuff. And our logistics manager has to go in and check that list with all of our testers and make sure that they're not on the list and make sure that, you know, they're because it's a big freaking deal. And mm-hmm. I mean, they're only getting dinged seven point seven million. A lot of times they'll shut people down for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Largest on the list here uh, were payments of about $7,000 to a Turkish national uh, by the name of Kurtsud Zafir Sayir, I think. Um, He's on the list for proliferation. He sells weapons of mass destruction. So he's on the list. Oh, good. And they went ahead and sent payment through to him, manually overrode the system and sent payment through to him. Uh, And in case you're thinking this is a once or twice sort of thing, no, uh, they have 486 apparent violations of U.S. law. So they get to pay the Treasury Department $7.7 million, and that's it settling. Yeah, these are countries that, you know, you would think we shouldn't be doing business with Iran, Cuba. Sudan. I mean, these are like terrorist hotbeds and countries that have had sanctions for the last 50 years. Yeah, I highly doubt someone in Iran was like buying a tchotchke off of eBay. Yeah, they're they're buying um they're buying spent uranium fuel rods. <laughs> it is a collector's mint in box alf lunchbox. You cannot find that here. <laughs> I shall save it from the infidel's garage. Yeah, that that nuclear that nuclear waste that they're buying. Oh, it is a Simpsons collectible. It is from the... That actually might be. <laughs> I know. Curses. I was once again sniped by Jihad Lover 6969. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hate it I when those jihadi <laughs> snipers come in. Gosh. I'm sure there are people in the military who actually do hate it when jihadist snipers come in. Yes. In fact, I think there's a movie in theaters recently about I'm that. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, please don't send hate mail. We, we love our armed forces. We really do. I got a lot of respect for those guys. I have a lot of people in the armed forces who would kill me. And I respect them. So it's kind of a double whammy. Yes. Just have to throw that out there. Um, okay, into, well, let's it's still skip fo- down one here. Oh, come on. We got foreign entity news still. We're talking about foreign entities, so let's talk about foreign entities with Facebook. Well, yeah, that's why with I'm skipping to, the, Sorry. To, to Facebook. I, I overlooked the next headline. <laughs> I failed. I'm like, for, Michael Bay's a foreign entity now? Dude, I know you hate him. Uh, okay, so Facebook. He should be. <laughs> we have exported him. Actually, I think that's <laughs> called banishment. Um, okay, so the EU, the European Union, has advised people uh, 
that if you don't want to be spied on, you should leave Facebook. That doesn't sound very promising for Facebook. Well, and okay, if we have any European listeners out there, um, and I know we do have some, but I don't know if you guys have ever written in or if you've ever contacted us about anything, please do, because this to me seems kind of toothless. But I, I don't live over there. I don't know what the culture is. If your government comes out and says you shouldn't do this, do you guys listen? Or is it kind of like what we do over here? Well, pff, that, that's great. Thanks. Until you ban something or make a law about it, I don't see why you have any reason to tell me what I should do with my social media. But they, they're not entirely wrong. Um, I know privacy concerns are huge in the in Europe, much bigger than they are here. Uh, you guys have a few more reasons why, and we understand that. If you don't want to be spied on, you definitely shouldn't have a Facebook account. You probably also shouldn't have a Google account. Microsoft seems to be better now because they just uh, enacted that uh, new ISO policy. Um, and, of course, Trello is fine. Not Trello. Um, Ello. What? Because no one's on it. I, oh, I okay. You were I was going into Trillion for a second. I was like, I, that, that old dead messenger client? I totally did not understand where you were going with that, but then you said, because no one's on it. And yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> hey, Schmitty's on it. He sends me gifts every once in a while, which is hilariously <laughs> odd. Um, so, yeah, no, if you are familiar with the European Union or you live there or you have an understanding of the government, let us know. Feedback at StolenDroids.com because we are genuinely interested uh, on to, like, how much weight does this carry that the EU is saying, don't use Facebook? Is it kind of a, well, no duh thing or is it, oh, well, geez, we, we got to stop doing that. Um, in other hacking news, Twitch. That wonderful service that gets uh, the SWAT team to show up to your house, and it seems not much else, has been reset thanks to a recent security breach. So This seems kind of like a no-duh thing to me, because if you're live broadcasting from your camera everything you're doing in your house, then in my mind, you have just invited a major security breach there. Period, but that's me, and I'm an old fogey, I guess. True, but you know, I got to give Twitch credit because uh, they published a blog post that said, um, said that their quote may have been unauthorized access to some Twitch user information, and so they immediately reset stream keys and passwords across across the board to try mm -hmm. and minimize and also, this, which is yeah, awesome. It also immediately disassociated people's accounts with all their social profiles. Yeah. Which is cool. If this was Sony, we would be hearing about this six months after the fact. And they'd be offering you a free four-year-old game to make up for it. But you can yeah. only play the game for like three months. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think it, it's awesome. So well done, Twitch. Um, if this was Apple, Apple would try and claim that they don't even have this service. <laughs> oh, it must have been Samsung's. That. It was definitely Samsung's. <laughs> yeah. I think you're confusing us with one of those Windows services. They have security issues, not us. We don't get viruses. Come on now. No. Hey, would you like a watch? Um, Only 17000 bucks. Yeah, we're going to flog yeah. that horse again. Sorry, guys. I know okay. where my tax money's going to. You mean He's your, single ladies, and he has refund. a spiffy watch. Okay, uh, into some uh, entertainment news. We got. I guess Pamela Lee Anderson is is going to Dark Horse Comics. No, she's. Uh, uh, you remember the movie Barbed Wire that came out like I don't know, ninety six. I think. 
That is specifically what I'm referencing. Yes, which is what I assumed. Um, it was a horrible, horrible movie. People didn't like it. But Barb Wire, the character, actually has more than 20 years of history at Dark Horse. And Barb Wire, the character, they're relaunching the comic book. Uh, they're also, they also announced um, 10 new comics, uh, 10 new series, one of which is Barb Wire, um, including the return of Eric Powell's Chimichanga and Ryan K. Lindsay and Owen Gainey's Negative Space. So, um, yeah, sorry, I just I just brutalized that last name. I apologize. Uh, but, yeah, that, that was the big news coming out of Emerald City Comic Con this year. Uh, is Dark Horse is, they're ramping it up. That's awesome. Good for them. You think this is a play towards the uh, the weakening of DC Comics? I would love it if Dark Horse would actually buy DC Comics. Mm, because, I don't see that happening. Because DC Comics needs to be taken out of whoever is in control of DC Comics's hands. And I, I do know who is in control, but you know they they need new people in there calling the shots badly. The Lizardmen, right? Sure. The Greys. Let's get the yeah. Greys. A family of Sasquatches. <laughs> I'm pretty sure any of them could do better than the current Sasquatch comics. All Sasquatch, all the time. <laughs> it's funny though because you show up at the comic shop, you can never find them. You, yeah. you think you see them on the shelf, and then you go to grab it, and it's gone. Oh, kind of um, like the holiday special for Star Wars. Wow, that was obscure and kind of a reach. <laughs> Just, hey, it's totally there. It does. Well, these ex- are Sasquatch-like. It does exist. It- I've seen it. It's horrible. The, I just I can't wait for like issue number one of Bat Squatch. Yeah. Well, you know the truth is out there. Ooh, nice sausage. No segue. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, X Files and and Sh- Doctor Squishy has already covered this, uh, and you can find his show here on StolenDroids dot com as well. Um, but they are going to be coming out with a mini series for X Files. Six episodes. David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson are both back. Chris Carter is back. Um, yeah, that's awesome. This is this is really cool. I'm excited. But the one thing that causes me concern, and, and not so much concern as sadness, um, when they were when rumors were starting to surface that this was going to happen, there was talk that Fox had, was going to pick it up for two seasons. Like, just right off the bat, two seasons of X-Files. I got so excited, and then six episodes. But I think that this is really good, because you look at what they did with 24, bringing that back, and they did it well. I think they're going to be able to do the same type of thing with X-Files, and I am thrilled. Well, more than that, I mean, I think um, recently we've seen the strength of the short season dramas. Okay, we, we, you have like the, the summer titles on USA, Falling Skies, Burn Notice, uh, White Collar, those, what would normally be a really low budget, low key TV show, by making it smaller seasons, it actually turns out pretty well. BBC does this with Sherlock. I mean, they, they've been doing it all over the place, and they've been seeing a lot of success. And by doing it, they're able to keep story arcs a lot tighter. They can put more production value in a per episode kind of way, and it just ends up cleaner it ends up better so i think this is a real real good way to kind of reintroduce a new um 
a new generation to X-Files. Because let's be honest, some of those X-Files episodes that were used kind of as filler for the seasons are just kind of weird. They are. They are. And that's what I was just thinking here is when you go short, you don't need to have those filler episodes. And I like that. You know, some of the filler episodes, depending on the series and, and the show that you're watching, they're fun. But a lot of times they're just not necessary. They're there because they have a 22-episode order and they've got to produce 22 episodes. Yeah, and some people were on vacation or something. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Um, speaking of one of those shows, uh, The Walking Dead. They're getting a spinoff t- series. Um, I think we've talked I about think, this. Well, we, we got a name, and I'm sorry. I don't watch The Walking Dead. I know everyone says I should, and I, and I get why, but I am not impressed with this name at all. The Walking Dead spinoff series is Fear the Walking Dead. It's really deep. I think um, I'm scared. That's not a spinoff. They just added two words to the beginning of the title. <laughs> no, they added one. Oh, you're right. Yes, fear. I, I can math. <laughs> well, you know, this is... We've talked about this a little bit before. Mentioned it here and there that it was going to happen. I think AMC did a... They, they've already ordered... Have they done two season? Yeah, they've done a two-season order, but it's gonna, the first season is going to be six episodes. So going back to the short seasons like we were t- just talking about, I, it's smart, I think. But this is set prior to the events of The Walking Dead in Los Angeles. So it's a prequel across the country, perhaps? I mean, it's... Yeah, I don't know. This is going to be interesting, but you know people will watch it. I'll watch it because I'm a huge Walking Dead fan. That would actually make sense from a production standpoint, too, because if you are chronicling the outbreak of the virus and the collapse of society, it's a lot cheaper to film. No, I'm dead serious, because you don't have to clear out entire cities to film. You don't have to destroy sets as much. The makeup can be a little bit easier to do, because the makeup's getting more and more expensive for Walking Dead, because all the zombies are decaying. So, I'm just saying, it makes sense from a production standpoint. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how the show does. I'm, I'm. They should add a subtitle: "Fear the Walking Dead" or "While Rick Was Sleeping," <laughs> starring Sandra Bullock. <laughs> um, okay, hey, uh, remember how Stark always used to say um, that he predicted that Star Trek was going to go back on TV around? I, I want to say he said 2016, but he may have said 2015. Yeah, I, I want to say 2015. I, I think it's 2015. Yeah. It's 2015, and um, no track. But there are rumors, credible rumors, that it may be coming back to television after all. Brian Singer, director of X-Men Days of Future Past, and many other things, um, evidently has been tasked as executive producer for a yet unnamed Star Trek series from Bad Robot Productions. No, Bad Hat Harry Productions. Oh, Bad Hat Harry, I'm sorry. Bad bad Robot is J.J. Abrams. Right, I misread that. I don't know who they are. I'm less excited now. <laughs> but, I mean, this, it's still just rumors. Who knows if it's going to amount to anything, but there's they're starting to look credible. So, guess we'll wait and see. Time will tell. Yeah. I, I really miss Trek on TV. I mean, granted, we've got a lot of great comic book shows out right now, so... It's not like I've been lacking in stuff to watch. Yeah, there's there's enough out there for nerds to be happy. 
I I mean, we're getting Preacher. We're getting. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. Supergirl. There's the Green Arrow, Flash, Superpower Team Up Hour. <laughs> the Super Friends. <laughs> no, there's no Superman. So, but uh, even iZombie is pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there for geeks to be happy about. So it's not like we're dying because there's no Star Trek on TV, but it would be nice. You know, it'd be also really nice is if Michael Bay didn't try and make everything a freaking empire. It would be nice if Michael Bay stopped messing with the Transformers. It'd be stop nice touching if they'd them. Stop, re- stop releasing any more movies because after f- number four, I almost walked out of the theater. It well, I should hope so. How would you get home bad. afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> During the movie, come on. Oh, okay, now. like halfway through. Was that the one Wait, with Marky didn't Mark? Say that. Yes, yes, it was the one with Marky Mark, and Marky Mark was absolutely horrible. Everyone was horrible. That's true. Every single person was horrible in that movie. Even Optimus Prime was horrible. He flies off at the end. It's like, whoa, wait, what? You could have done that the entire time? <laughs> right? What the crap? You you have endless amount of jetpack fuel to where you're flying to another planet or, or some galaxy right now? <laughs> some other part of the universe? And you could have flown, like, right into frickin'... Oh well, yeah. They we should probably sit, talk about what we're actually trying to get to here. But <laughs> no, no, ranting's fine too. We'll just rant. <laughs> but they are looking. Paramount and Michael Bay are looking to make a Transformers cinematic universe. Which you know, if you think about cinematic universes, you think of Marvel and what they're doing. Uh, you think of Star Wars and what they've done, and think of that with. Transformers DC and what they'll be doing. Yeah. Hopefully they could pull it off. I'm not confident. Yeah. It is DC after all. But yeah, yeah. The, the thing that has me most concerned, I mean, sure, Michael Bay is involved. You're going to get big robots. You're going to get scantily dressed women. I mean, you're going to get a lot of explosions. It's You're going to get America. Yeah, it, it's, it's Michael Bay. It's what you know what you're going to get. The problem is they're also negotiating with... Uh, Akiva Goldsman, who wrote Batman and Robin. That right there, Batman and Robin with the bat nipples and all. Yeah, that needs to never happen. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, uh, uh. It, I don't get why they keep on just dragging themselves down more and more. They had such an epic franchise going. When? I mean, with what? I'm confused. What did we change subjects? Well, the first well, movie was. Well, they started redeeming themselves to a point with the third movie. The third, the third movie one was, was actually, actually pretty good. It was the best out of the three yeah, at the time. The, the The first one was good. It wasn't great. It was good. The second one was a hot mess. Yep. The third one was okay. It was passable. But man, Shia LaBeouf is really irritating. Um, and the fourth one, um, well, I describe it. But I can't and keep our family-friendly rating. Let's just say it had stink lines coming off it's of just it. a mess. You had intermixing storylines throughout the whole thing that didn't connect at all. Yeah, who knew it could be worse without John Turretino eating at the set? Yeah, but, I mean, this is just... You can't blame Paramount for doing this. You can't blame Michael Bay for doing this, because it, it got to get paid, but... 
this is just a horrible, horrible thing. Horrible thing. And speaking of cinematic universes, we got some Marvel news. Mm-hmm. You know, when Marvel announced that they got the rights to Spider-Man, everybody started speculating, oh, which Peter Parker are we going to get? Who's going to be cast as Peter Parker? Blah, blah, blah. It looks like they're actually going with a teenage Peter Parker. And the crazy thing of crazy things, they're looking at a teenager to play a teenager. They're not going to have a 30-year-old, 18-year-old. <laughs> they're not going to have a guy with a mustache? I know. I know. That's crazy. Uh, now, you guys say that, but I was shaving in fifth grade. You're Asian. I don't believe that at all. <laughs> Wait, he's Asian? <laughs> I just think it's awesome that they're going with the teenage Peter Parker, and they're going to have a teenage kid play Peanut Peter Parker. They're not going to have a <laughs> Peanut Parker. Peanut Parker. I could have said something else, but let's just go with Peanut Parker. I just really hope that they actually do an in-between um, kind of personality run in between what Tobey Maguire was and what Andrew Garfield was. I hated Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man and Peter Parker. I, I I'm fairly thought, certain everyone did. I thought that when he was when Andrew Garfield was actually in the Spider-Man suit that that was true to Spider-Man. But when Tobey Maguire decided that he was going to f up Peter Parker by going, "Hey, let's be all emo." Now, I I think that was the studio things. listening to interviews with Sam Raimi, yeah. who was the director. I think that was the studio. Um, and that was just wrong. So wrong. Yeah. How do you do a movie that was as good as Spider-Man 2 and follow it up with Spider-Man 3? You can't. That's just not well. right. That's not right. Um, we got more sequel news here and more actor news, actress. Jennifer Lawrence has said she is done with the character Mystique after X-Men Apocalypse. Good for her, I guess. The The interesting thing, though that I find with this is Marvel there's rumors that they have cast the star of uh, Carol Danvers Captain Marvel for the Captain Marvel movie and I'm wondering are we going to see Jennifer Lawrence changing franchises is she going to jump over to the cinematic the Marvel Cinematic Universe I would love that I she's the right age why not I don't know if she would uh, from a professional standpoint, because I kind of get the feeling that she, as an actress, is really enjoying being able to pick her role. She's made it big enough now that she can pick her roles, and she can do, you know, the Silver Linings Playbook, and she can do the American Hustle, and she can do she can do the ones she wants, just so long as she puts in a Hunger Games-level movie every once in a while. I don't really know if she's the type who is chomping at the bit to play a comic book character for the rest of her life. I would be. <laughs> oh, well, sure, I'd be in a New York second, but... Oh, man. But I can't act. But, you know, it's a good thing uh, Mystique can change her appearance because if they make any more X-Men movies, they're going to need a new Mystique. And so Mm -hmm. we'll see. It's not like it hasn't been done before. But And our our last little bit of, of headlines is also cinematic. Not Marvel, but it is Marvel. Um, What we've all been waiting for. Yes, Ryan Reynolds tweeted out a pic of himself, I assume, in the Deadpool costume. Uh, what's more is he's in a particular pose. It's a very sexy pose. It is. Um, do you guys <laughs> know what this pose is? 
I don't know, but I'm just concerned over the amount of skin that these superhero costumes are showing. It's pretty offensive. <laughs> um, I'm sending you guys a link in chat. Uh, the podcasting audience will get to hear your reaction. Oh, nice. Okay, so... Bert, oh, wow. I could have gone without seeing that for my entire life. Oh, gosh. Burt Reynolds, naked on a bearskin mm. rug. Thankfully, it was covered. Covered. But still, Burt Reynolds, naked on a bearskin rug. Don't need to see that. That's a lot of hair. And then there's the <laughs> and, bearskin rug. And there's rug. even some on the bearskin rug. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Deadpool costume looks like Deadpool. Um, you know, I'm really glad that they got this right. Because if you have 8 million cosplayers across the country show up to every convention who get it right and a major film studio can't get it right, there's a lot of problems. I hope, though, that there's enough pouches on the costume to satisfy Rob Liefeld. (laughs) Comic joke. You'll get it if you're a comic book fan. I don't expect great things from this movie. Um, And not because I don't like Deadpool or anything. I just don't expect great things. I get the feeling they're making it just because they feel like they kind of have to. Yeah. I I agree. Because there's been... There's been enough complaining from the fans. They feel, well, hey, you know, at least these people are going to buy it. But, you know, most of the people who have been claiming for it, I don't think are going to buy it. I don't know. I won't. Just saying. I'll probably see it eventually, but I won't be there opening night on the in the theaters, that's for sure. But I'm not a Deadpool guy, so. I will be there. In a heartbeat. He's single, ladies. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ryan. He'll be the one in the Deadpool outfit. Ryan Reynolds is the star. Chicks dig him. Great date movie. Perfect. It's like so it's like the I, notebook, but with swords. <laughs> I went on to Ryan Reynolds' Twitter account, and right after he posted that photo, he also follows it by, no bears were harmed in the making of this photo, though many bears likely turned on. <laughs> <laughs> the guy basically is Deadpool. He's just an actor. Yeah. Um, into our favorites this week. Mine is a little bit old, actually. Um, it's from last year. A gentleman took all the different sounds from Windows, the classic Windows XP 98 sounds, and he then orchestrated, he arranged them for an orchestra to play, and he created a Windows waltz that even includes an error in the middle of it. You guys should definitely check it out, because if you know Windows sounds at all, and let's be honest, we all know Windows sounds, you know exactly um, what this person's feeling as they're playing this waltz. And mine comes from the art of YouTube. Uh, there was a Harry Potter parody uh, that released um, to the sounds of Uptown Funk called Dark Lord Funk. Uh, it has actually gone completely viral, and it's already at 5 million. Uh, it is so views. viral, it may have infected Schmitty. Pretty much. I think I've contributed at least a thousand to two thousand views on this. It is hilarious. The beat is amazing. Um, Keith Allen of uh, Kface TV um, created it, uh, and it is just phenomenal. They also um, were the ones that made Talk Nerdy to me. I was actually on a few panels with Keith Allen um, back in Comic Con or Fantasy Con um, this last convention, and awesome guy his stuff is hilarious so check it out we wrote an article on it let us know what you think all righty and mine is an app i was a latchkey kid i was raised by the television 
So I like TV, and I like to be able to keep track of what TV I have and have not watched. And I found an app called Twee, T-W-E-E, on the Google Play Store this week that is freaking amazing for this. Tells me I can mark what I've watched, what I haven't watched. Tells me when the next episode is going to air. I love it. Go check it out. Excellent. Well, that is our show this week. Um, Again, let us know what you're thinking. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Send us any feedback. Also, 801-917-GEEK. Follow us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook and Google+. And until next time, cheers. Hasta luego. The end. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.